Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the weekend's action as Cavan take on Offaly. Um, we'll also be hearing from the Cavan ladies football manager, Jerry Moen, as they get ready to welcome Ross Common to Kingspan Brefney. A whole rat of fixtures this weekend. It's back in full flow. Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo Celt, joins me as always. and. It's a it's a busy busy weekend for all codes, all age groups, everything in cabin. Gee, yeah. it is. Yeah, trying to keep up with everything because the minor hurlers are out, and I was mixing that one up with the minor footballers. They're out in their first uh, minor football league developmental league. They're playing tomorrow in Drumlane against Sligo. Then the the Camogues are out. The ladies footballers are out. I I can't keep track of all this stuff. Damien. <laughs> well, I I'll try to bring as much as I can to you then. So the hurlers play Armagh. On the 3G pitch at 12, the minor hurlers, that is, on the 3G pitch at 12 o'clock tomorrow, that's Saturday. Um, that's in their second game. The footballers are, minor footballers are on at the same time down in Milltown. Um, and they take on Sligo at 12 o'clock, obviously. That's their first game of the year. Now, there's a lot of positive talk around this minor football team that I'm hearing. They had a, a few challenge matches that went quite well for them against some good opposition or what would be perceived to be good opposition and, and they've done very well so anybody who's uh, curious around the future of 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 Calvin football maybe head down to Milltown and get a look at that um, then at uh, the next one would be the Horlers the senior Horlers who are out in Abbottstown um, as we, we brought that to people um, over on the Die Hard service we were talking with Shane Briardy um, Calvin Horler ahead of their clash with Lancashire up in Abbottstown 2pm on Saturday afternoon if you want to hear all of Shane Briardy's interview and, and look ahead to that game it's over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin uh, then you have the Camogues are in Kingspan Brefney at 2 p.m. tomorrow afternoon as well. So they take on Leash in their second game. They were beaten by Derry last weekend up in up in Derry. Uh, so second day out now, they have a home venue in Kingsman Brefty, 2 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. And then on Sunday afternoon, it's the turn of the ladies footballers in Kingsman Brefty as well. And they uh, host Ross Common, who are without a win. Uh, so far this year so they'll be looking to make it three wins in a row but a little bit earlier on I caught up with the Cavan Ladies Football Manager Jerry Moen to look ahead to the action So delighted to be joined by the Cavan Ladies Football Manager Jerry Moen ahead of the weekend's action it's uh, moving on fast in the Little Ladies National Football League and Jerry, I suppose maybe two three weeks ago it, it, it wouldn't have been a good conversation to be having with you but you've managed to turn things around for the Cavan Ladies No, I was with you not very difficult to do better things in the division that the 
just going to get our and the long, long trip to Tipperary and on a P4G pitch and we didn't, didn't, it didn't work out. We didn't get the performances we, we were looking for, but we didn't get the, we certainly didn't get the results we were looking for. So, so look, it's a few things change and the personnel change and the few positional changes and, um, the girls, but they've, you know, they've been always working at it and they probably, you know, the one, two, one point wins probably didn't reflect the superiority, especially in the morning game. I've been on record as saying that, but, you know, yes, there's a one point victory in the end, which is great, and it's all about getting three points, but I thought it was more superior. I thought a few things near the end were conceded a late goal in the point, which probably could have lost in the scoreboard come on, but that didn't take anything away from the morning. They had to work hard and work to the end, but I thought their gear showed real character, and especially when you come, come away in the last few weeks with the last few games with, with a one point win. There's great testament to the hard work, and I thought, um, we should get maturity in the last three games to, to, to hang on to those. You know, in the past, we've bad experiences against the city in Monaghan, mm-hmm. but not hanging on to leads. And this time we did, and I thought we managed the game well in, 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 in injury time with the setbacks that they got, you know. I'd, I'd imagine, though, as it was coming down to, to the finish line last uh, Sunday and the goal goes in for Monaghan, you had flashbacks of two years ago. Ah. Uh. I probably hadn't flashbacks of it because you're living in that moment. Um, I still trust that the to do the right thing. I think, you know, if you look at it, in reality, if you come from, from kickouts and, and we get turned over them, and that's, that's something we've been working hard upon and something that we need to, an area we need to you know, improve upon. But um, I still trust, you know, when you, when you take the, you know, the last kickers of Ashton Sheridan come out, out in the middle of the field, won the kickout and you know, use their experience and know how and won the ball. And, and, and held up the field and got a free you know and after that we totally managed the game we managed to keep the ball I mean we didn't there was no way back then to mark but we just kept the ball we owned the ball and that is, that is great that, but yes I know from the player point of view we get flashbacks of that and I suppose if we, we had to just manage at that time and make sure we tried to do the right thing and get, once we get the kick out of the way we're grand we won't go and, and get the ball back of us that was one thing for sure that, that has to be a satisfying feeling though that you can take a situation that that you tried to rectify from a couple of years ago. The girls land in the exact same situation or a very very similar situation, and they come up with the right goods and the right answers this time. Of course, and you know that has to you have to give a credit to the players because they kept at it. It's very easy to put the heads down and go back to the West Mead game and get a couple of supper blows and totally in control after in the second half. with his done in the second half, but. You've got to consider the goal. If you come back and put a bit of point down in injury time and keep your composure and, and, and keep playing football and keep to the process. It's all right, but they never panic. They never panic again with me and they certainly didn't do that again against Mohan either and that shows a great level of maturity. And that's down to the players. That's down to the players and some young players have shown maturity way beyond their years. Yeah, that's... Very, very, very satisfying thing when when you see that um, happening. Looking ahead, then this weekend it's uh, Roscommon coming to to um, Kingspan Breffney on Sunday afternoon, two o'clock throw in. Um, Roscommon is not going their way so far in the league. They're they're, they're without any points, but as, I'm presuming there's no room for complacency. Absolutely not. I I think this is probably one of our more difficult games. I know the girls are really looking forward to playing in Kingspan Breffney. Because the bat, are you sure? <laughs> yes, we're playing on Bradford. So that's the first thing they're looking forward to playing. And I'm just hoping to go and express themselves. But there's common, yes, we can talk about no points. 
they sit behind the ball, they're going to make it very, very difficult for us to play our game, which that, that, that they're entitled to do, and that's something we have to work out. And we have to be patient on Sunday and, 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 and be controlled and what we do with the ball and move them about and, and be clinical when we, when we need to be. And when the opportunities rise, we're clinical when we get in there. But just have to be patient. But they're going to make it very, very difficult. And, and Roscommon's going to take up points. And they've been getting, they've been very, very close. Like, take the scoreline again temporarily and talk about this. So not that far away. So we need to be, what we've done in the last two games, we need to be doing that and a lot more to get, to get the three points come Sunday. I suppose the the three points on Sunday, if if you could get over the line, it, it gives you a lovely bit of positive momentum coming into the break. You've, you've a, it's, I'm right in saying a two week break after this weekend. Uh, it was probably three weeks. It's probably you know, it was a set of March, then it was O'Connor weekend, and then it's back out the 19th of March again. So there's a bit of a break there. Yes, sometimes good. Sometimes breaks can come at the right time, and sometimes can come at the wrong time. But that's just the way it is. You know, the, the three points can. This weekend is, is, is key going forward, and you, you know you never know what way that league manifests itself in the next, especially Sunday. And Sunday's games will have a massive impact, massive bearing on Division Two. Um, and while we, as I keep saying, it's one game at a time. We look after ourselves on Sunday and get the three points. Then we see where it takes us going into the break. Then. Yeah, looking just on the league table again, and I I didn't get talking to anybody this year around it. But it, it, is it top four go into a semi final, and then top two into a final with the with the winner being promoted, same as as previous years? No, it's just top two into the final. Straight out, top team promoted. Something something I totally disagree with. Something I've mm-hmm. thought of it for quite a number of years. I think it's over the same as the men: two up, two down. They're good enough. Play the league final. Top winning, you win the league final, you get the trophy, and two teams are at least second from top and play second from bottom. I think there's a comfort zone in, in division one, two, and three where you win, you may win one game and you stay in in division two. So I think it's wrong. I think that it gives opportunity to more teams. It's very, very difficult, and the division two is very, very difficult to get out of. And it's Armas found out, Kerry has found out, and you know, me to you know, come down and you know, mm. look at that's the way it is, and those times this year it's just doing really painful. Yeah, it, it's definitely something. It makes it so so difficult to get out of it. It's um, it's something maybe maybe some county board will will take it upon themselves to put a motion into into Congress because it's uh, Cavan have been so so close on so many occasions in the last decade of getting out of Division Two, but and deserve to get out of Division Two, but just for for one reason or another pipped in the final and, and, and it's been very very difficult on them but how are you how are you enjoying the year so far like there is a big uh, well there, there, there's a significant turnover of players a lot of new younger fresher faces coming in I suppose how how are, how are they embedding themselves look at from, from, from a player point of view we're carrying a large panel with young girls they're applying themselves their enthusiasm their keenness to learn it's a joy to behold to be quite honest and um, Yes, with lots of learning, lots of lots of things to improve on, but they're really, really keen and, and, and seem to be enjoying it. And there's a good environment there. There's a good camaraderie with the girls. There's a there's a there's a, there's a, a great determination to to, to push on and, and, and start to start to be contenders. And that's what they're, they're they're ambitious, and that's what you have to have. And a lot of these young girls have been winners at school level and you know and at, at, at underage county level. So you the bring girls in that have been winners. So we need to transfer that now into, into senior level and 
I suppose it's only we can do that the better, but that, that just doesn't happen automatically. But no, they're applying themselves very, very well. And it's very, very difficult as well because you know, the Connor Cup weekend's coming up on the 10th, 10th and 11th of March, and we have a series, we have 20 plus players involved at different levels at, at university. So, girls in Dublin, Galway, Carlo, Limerick. So, it's very difficult during the week, but I'm sure you know yourself as on the 20s that that's just the nature of it. Yeah, yeah, it makes it makes preparation a, a, a challenge in 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 every way. But look, at you have got two wins out of four. I suppose you'd say it, it, it's great to have turned around the 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 negative of the first two losses into two positive um, performances. I suppose over the last couple of weeks. So hopefully this Sunday it, it can be three in a row for Calvin. Jerry, thanks a million for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you, Ian. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, so look at we're wishing wishing the ladies footballers the very best of luck. As I say, two p.m. Sunday afternoon in Kingspan Breffney. If you're not heading down to Tullamore, uh, head on in there to Kingspan Breffney and support the girls. As Jerry said, they're they're excited about playing in Kingspan Breffney. As as is there as is all young footballers and and hurlers and camogues around the county. So. Paul, we look ahead to Offaly. I know uh, you spoke with Kevin Egan a little bit earlier on in the week, um, who was tipping Offaly at the start of the of the league not to not to be going too well. They're doing all right, so they are so far, and Cavan's going to have to be uh, at their best or very close to their best to get over the line in Tullamore. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm going to be honest, Damien. I think Cavan are going to win this game straight up. I don't see uh, this the evidence for Offaly being particularly good. Uh, where is it? I can't see it. I, I don't think Offaly are particularly good and haven't been for a few years, really, to be fair. And talking to Kevin at the start of the league, he listed out all the players are missing, like Dunikin, the goalie, he's a really good player. Like um, The midfielder, his name, name escapes me, very important player. They're, they're missing seven of the of the 20 players we played in the Talchon Cup semi-final against uh, Westmead last year. And they were hockeyed in that game. They're they're missing seven of the twenty that they used. So a third of their of their first choice twenty players are gone off the panel altogether. That's a big chunk of players to, to be missing. Actual players who got game time in their last game of the year. Like they're not just fellas who are filling out the panel. So I I I don't think Offaly are going to be great. And Kevin have got to be winning this game. I'm scared now. I'm absolutely scared now because this this is the usual. This is the one, not not the usual, but this is one of those situations where it's yeah, yeah. Kevin, Kevin should win this, and 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 let on yes, just head down the road and go through the motions, and and we'll get a result out of this one. I I I don't know. Like it, they they only lost to Westmead, and and Kevin Westmead was a was a ding dong battle. Like Kevin were the better team, but I think Westmead picked it up and and have had. Clear back 
from the uh, from the Calvin game. So Westmead have got stronger since Calvin played them. I don't see this as a gimme. I don't know where you're getting that it's an absolute gimme. Like it's it's almost saying the like Calvin could could be thrown into the same bracket. They're missing X number of players from the Talchon Cup semi final last year and you know, these lads aren't playing. Grove McCarran is not on the team at the minute, and James Smith's not on the team, and Thomas Gallagher is gone. And you can make all those same arguments around Calvin, couldn't you? You definitely could. I, I'm not saying it's a gimme because to say it's a gimme suggests that that you can always rely on Calvin, that they're very consistent, they're going to get the job done. And, I, and to be fair, I don't think anyone would, would would accuse Calvin of being very consistent. And you even heard um, Killian Brady saying in the interview uh, last week with Mickey that. You know, Kevin are still seeking that consistency and he feels that they're getting that consistency, but that's an acknowledgement that the consistency hasn't been there. So I'm not going to call it a gimme, but I'm saying that if Kevin are going anywhere, like you've got to be good now to win in this game. There's no doubt about that. I actually had a look back through, so I was thinking to myself, why why have I such a low opinion of this Offaly team? So I had a look back through their results in the last few years. And I'm finding it very hard to find any notable victory they have had in the last four to five seasons in league or championship football really like and Cavan have generally generally been whatever wins Cavan have had have generally been against better teams than what Offaly have managed so 2019 for example Cavan beat Roscommon in the league beat Monaghan in the championship beat Armagh in the championship the only games that Offaly won that year were against Loud, Carlo, Sligo and London so that's the kind of teams that they've generally beaten lost to them sometimes as well that's the level of scalps that they've tended to take. In 2020, Cavan beat Fermanagh, Leash and Westmead in the league and obviously beat Monaghan, Darren and Donegal in the championship along with Antrim. Uh, Offaly, that year, Offaly beat Leitrim and Carlo. That was it. That's all they did in 2020. 2021, uh, they beat Loud. Uh, sorry, I'm wrong. 2021, they beat... They beat um, Wicklow, Limerick, Tipperary and Fermanagh in the league. Now that was good. That was that shortened league. They won their first three. I got them promoted. Now Wicklow, Limerick and Tipperary was was a really nice draw to get to get out of Division 3. You had to win those those three games. They had Fermanagh then in the semi-final of it. That was the one that got them up. And that was a good win. And I think that Fermanagh win is their best win in the last five seasons. They went to the final at Crow Park then and they were hammered off the field by Derry. And if you remember... Like, Derry and Cavan had really gone toe to toe before that, and there was nothing between it. So all of these things suggest that Cavan are have been at a higher level in the last few years. Last year, then Offaly went out and lost to Wexford in in the Leinster Championship. Like in, we saw Wexford come to Berkeley Park last year. They were dismal, and so for 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 them to actually put Offaly out of the Leinster Championship was an awful result for Offaly, and that said to me that the wheels had come off. Then they lose all these players. We're looking at this year now that they, they beat Antrim. What they do, like, uh, then they they had a good win again against Fermanagh in a, in a sort of a funny game that was one one each at half time, and they ended up grinding that one out, and then they were beaten by two goals against Westmead. So, like, there's no point playing the poor mouth here. It's not a good Offaly team. Cavan have to win this game. Okay, I I. And I'm just trying to, as you're talking, trying to search through it here, but the, the signature victory for this Offaly group is the All-Ireland on the 20 success in 2021. And there's bound to be, I'm, I'm just looking, Dempsey, Egan are both in the back line from that team. Um, well, they were against Westmead, anyway, in the league. Um, I'm just trying to look through the rest of them here. 
their midfield that day, the under twenties were, were Cullen and, and Tynan. Um neither of them seem to have broken through onto the seniors as yet. Yeah, uh, Cormac is there. He is, but he's had a lot of injury problems. A, a few of those lads have had a, a quite a few injury problems. That was a great team. I watched some of those games on TG Carr at the time, and that was a fantastic team with some great forwards on it. Sorry. A real, real flamboyant type of a team. But um, look, there is no, there is very little to suggest that Offaly are on an upward curve. It looked like they were at a really bad place, and they kind of got the right together in twenty twenty one, and they did, they did put string those four wins together in the league, albeit. You know, Cavan won six games, seven games out of eight if you include the final last year in Division 4 and there was nobody giving Cavan very much credit. Um, they beat Wicklow, Limerick and Tipperary which was, which were teams that are in around that Division 4 bottom of Division 3 level in my opinion. I know Limerick got out of Division 3 last year but Limerick were, were extremely well conditioned last year. Like they're, they're kind of tied in with the hurlers in their terms of their condition and that was enough probably to get them out of Division 3 but I just don't see the evidence that Offaly are, are particularly good. But they're a team that we've beaten a few times, but they have also beaten Cavan a few times in my memory as well. Um, beat us in the league down in Tullamore. Cavan then beat them in a qualifier a few years ago. So, yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I think if Cavan play, play well, like if Cavan play anywhere near their level, like they've got to be winning this one. They should be. Yeah. I like. I... I do. Th- I, I think that's the valid point, or that's the most important point. If Cavan play well, they win the game. Um, I think that they they definitely have enough positive momentum. They have they have enough quality players and 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 so much more experience than most, if not all, of these Offaly players. I I, I doubt there's a, I doubt there's an Offaly player. I'm just looking through like their team that lined out against Westmead, McNamee. In the middle of the field, but that's that's not Niall. That's the is he a brother or a cousin? Con, I think he's Connor McNamee. Um, there's very very few of them lads that are kind of names that you recognise. So therefore, they're not there a very long time. You know, they're they're not consistently there over the last ten years like a lot of the Calvin players are. So, yeah, I I do think the Calvin will go in strong and and will go in as favourites. My worry is that we don't know. Right, okay, Oshin Brady most likely out. You'd imagine the way the, the last weekend finished for him that that injury w- will take him out. Um, and the worry is Niall Carlin and and um, Dara McVitie. If something has happened to those two, Achillean the Gunner is obviously back and ready to go now at this stage. So maybe you can get away with him in instead of Niall Carlin. Um, but I don't think we can replace McVitie. I don't think we can replace him with a like for like anyway. We, sorry, no. I, I'm not saying I don't think. I know we can't replace him with a like for like. So it becomes a change in the way that Calvin play if Darren McVitie isn't on the pitch. Um, so that's that's something that that I'm just a little bit cautious about, a little bit apprehensive going down here. Is that maybe we have to we have to figure out a way to play as well as we have been playing so far, but without. At Darren McVitie and Niall Carlin does a lot of the same things that Darren McVitie does. Not he doesn't do them as well just yet, but he can take on a man. He's got that explosive pace. He he can see a small gap and he'll go through it the way Darren McVitie does. But you know, I I don't know. I'm, I'm again. I've just turned into a a a kind of a cautious sort of a person when I'm coming to predicting Cavan, and and it's led me to be terrible in my predictions so far this year. But 
yeah, I, I I expect Cavan to win it, but I'm not confident. I'm not I'm not going, yeah, yeah, Cavan will win this one. This is this is this is a two pointer. Well you can't you can't be because like as I, as I said already, like Cavan are not particularly consistent and, and tend to sometimes play to the level of the opposition. And I think that's something that people in the Cavan camp even would accept it, it, as a fact. So you know, Cavan aren't like Tyrone, they don't go and beat the teams they should beat. Like at their ease, that's they just don't seem to have that in them in the locker for some reason, and can generally find a way to make things difficult for themselves. But in fairness, now that I've been impressed with how Cavan put Tip and Longford to the sword, like it didn't really let let Longford back into it slightly around half time, but you know, this they, they still closed that one out, nothing like what we were seeing in Division Four last year. Interestingly, um, and Kevin Egan touched on it the last day on the pod, how I like they're relying on Anton Sullivan. Uh, Bernard Allen as well who come off the bench and scored five points in one of the games he's a great goal scorer as I said I saw him playing I remember seeing him playing in Sigerson games he's a great man to get a goal but uh, they were re- as Kevin said I can't re- remember the exact stat but they're really struggling for um, for players that will score from play the very few players are actually capable of scoring from play in this off the team so I had a look at their scoring stats and if you take if you take a, uh, take out the teams who are in the bottom two positions in each division, so like the worst two teams in each division at the moment, leave them aside. Offaly are the lowest scoring team uh, in, in the, all four leagues apart from those teams that are in the relegation spots. So that's pretty poor. Like Stats can be manipulated. So you're, you're taking out eight of the 32 teams and saying that, that Offaly are the worst of the rest. They've the ninth, they've the ninth worst uh, scoring record in the country at the minute in the league, and all the all the other teams who have who have scored less than them are the worst teams who are in the bottom positions. So that tells me that they're particularly poor, they're particularly blunt up front. Yeah, yeah. Look, like I think what was it the last day Highland got got six points, but but three frees and two from or one from a forty five. So in in total against Westmead, they got seven. Eight points, sorry, seven points from from open play, um, you know, so that's probably not a great return overall, um, yeah, I I I was looking, I was looking at weather conditions look like they should be okay on Sunday, they should be dry, and Tullamore and Ferris is usually a good dry pitch, so again, taking it that the cabin maybe maybe with Darmavidi and and and. A lot of talk that GM Smith is is back in now, although I, I've 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 heard nothing concrete on it. Um, I was trying trying to get a hold of of uh, of someone to to tell me on this, but no, I couldn't get any concrete information. But if GM Smith is back, going running at them, I think that while he won't do what Darren McVitie does defensively, if if Darren McVitie happened to be out, I think he gives you that that straight line attack, that that directness, that that is. So important to the way Cavan are playing at the moment. So, but then do you play him out the field or do you play him in the full forward line? Because if you play him in the full forward line, you're taking away from that direct running um, on the counter attack. So, I think Cavan think- are going to play James out the field because I don't think James and Thomas Gallagher were well suited playing, playing together out the field. They're very similar, They're both very, very attack minded midfielders. And I'd say that was part of the reason why Cavan played James in close to the goals last year. Mm. I'd imagine maybe with Thomas not there. James James might have a slightly different role out the field, but it'd be great if he's back. I haven't heard that now. Um, I did hear a whisper that Darmy Feeney's injury wasn't wasn't that serious, so hopefully that's the case. Hopefully so. 
he walked out of Kingspan Wrestling on Sunday. I, I do know that. There was no crutches. There was no boot. There was nothing at all. So hopefully hopefully that means he's okay. Um, yeah, there's... Hopefully it's one county, Damien, that, that I would say outside of Cavan is my next favourite GA county. Like, and Just reading Hurling the Revolution years again there by, by Dennis Walsh during the week. A friend of mine is reading it and we're, he's been sending me over clips of it or photos of different stuff. I don't know if you've ever read that, but it's, no. it's an absolutely magnificent book uh, about Hurling in the 90s. But like that great Offaly team of the 90s and the characters that were in it are unbelievable. When you actually think back, like Offaly getting to a, to an All-Ireland Hurling final, Hurling final in 81 and, uh, or sorry, had yeah, winning the Hurling in 81 and winning the football in 82, I think it was. Unbelievable, like for a small county, to, yeah. to do what they did like like they're a smaller county than Cavan and we, we sometimes feel that maybe we're we're uh, at a disadvantage population wise and we're all football for the most part whereas they were actually able to get all Ireland's out of it for in football and hurlers unbelievable un, an unbelievable GA county like and popping up in almost every decade with great teams like in the in the 60s in the 70s in the 80s winning all Ireland's even in the 90s, like 98, they won a National League. 97, they won a Leinster title. So at the last probably 15 years is probably as bad as they've ever been in football and hurling. But they, yeah. I'd love to see them rising again, but hopefully the rise won't start this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, at it, it, it's, for me, I, I have to say I agree with you. They're one of those counties that I, I, I love to see doing well because I was at that All-Ireland on the 20 final against Roscommon and the atmosphere in Crow Park for an All-Ireland on the 20 final, it was as good as an All-Ireland final, if not better, because everybody was invested in the game. Everybody was was roaring to the max um, to, to create an atmosphere. And I thought it was just absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, definitely I'd like to see Offaly doing well, but not this weekend, as you say. Um, who's who's coming in instead of? Is it a straight swap for Paddy Lynch in for Ushin Brady if Ushin's out? Yeah, I'd imagine Paddy Lynch is, is next in line to come in. Uh, if Ushin is out, yeah, I, Conor Madden didn't do himself any harm either. Like uh, he'll be he'll be in contention, but I think Lynch Lynch is probably in fairness. He owned that starting jersey last year, and but for injury, he probably would have been starting these games. So I think he he'll come back in. It's also the free taking part of it. I, I, I do think though that Ushin has been playing a little bit more out from the full forward line than than Patrick Lynch usually plays. So will that adjust then to maybe Ryan O'Neill coming forward or out and leave Patrick uh, closer to goal, leave Patrick Lynch closer to goal? But I think in terms of that, it's somebody in the full forward line and a free taker coming in. It has to be Paddy Lynch that comes in. Um, but but you're you're dead right. Connor Madden, it'd be very, very hard to ignore him. If you think about the impact off the bench Paddy Lynch has had in the two games that he came in, and then the impact that Connor Madden has had in the one game that he came in, you'd say Connor Madden is probably ahead of Paddy Lynch in, in performances at the moment. It's just that free taking ability. Yeah, the only thing I will say, <clears throat> I, I, I really like Madden, like, you know, we've, we've always. Rate him highly here on the pod, Damien. But you'd be where you'd be a little bit of a health warning around scores that are kicked on at the end of a of a game that you've won easily. That's that'd be that'd be my slight slight concern that you wouldn't you know you wouldn't want to read too much into a fella coming on and kicking a load of points when the game is kind of won. Now Conor Madden has come on loads of times and scored important scores for Kevin. I'm not yeah. criticizing him, but uh, 
it's it's just something that you would you would bear in mind. But I think the find so far is Brandon Boylan. I said this before. Like think back to him. Like how often do you see players beating defenders at, at senior at the county level? Doesn't happen that often. Like a lot of lads are are actually afraid to take on a defender uh, in the first place. They don't even try it. There's actually yeah. fellas on the Cavan team who who don't beat players. Brandon Boyle is new into that team and he was actually beating defenders the last day. I think he's been a real find so far and I'm really interested to see how he goes. He looks like a fella that has physically responded really well to the training and he looks he looks just explosive there at the minute. So uh, I'm, I'm wary of overhyping him. Probably am, I probably am after overhyping him there. But... Too late. Too late. No. <laughs> I, I, I just thought... He... The way he was able to take on defenders last week, I thought that's really impressive. He scored one five this season already, like in the McKenna Cup and the league, on limited enough minutes. So I, you know, there is an awful lot of competition for places. I know Ocean Brady is probably out, but there is up front. But can I hit you with a scenario before we finish this? There's a scenario that Cavan could have ten points going into the last round of games and not be promoted. And this is how it plays. Someone said it to me, and I was like, "Ah, no." And then they hit me with this this hypothetical situation and in fairness you could see it happening it's not outlandish Cavan beat Offaly okay Cavan beat Antrim I I think I'd like to think both those results are are going to happen in all likelihood Cavan lose to Darren hopefully it won't happen but it's possible Um, that game's in Breffney but it's possible that Darren could could win that game Fermanagh I think will beat Tipperary and and I would fancy them to beat Antrim I, yeah. yeah, I'd also fancy Fermanagh to lose to Westmead. Yeah. So those results happen, and we're we're pretty confident on five of the six. The one we're not that confident on is Cavan v Darren, but you'd hope Cavan would win that, but you just don't know. That leaves a situation where Cavan are in 10, Fermanagh are in 8, Fermanagh are coming to Breffney for, for round 7, and if Fermanagh win the game, they have us on the head-to-head. Jesus, yeah, you're right. Now, the only thing is, if Cav- that would involve Fermanagh um, losing to Westmead. So there's a chance Westmead might be on 10 points as well. So yeah. it would go in head-to-head and go and score difference. But if Fermanagh were to even get a draw against Westmead, that wouldn't play into it. So there is, it's still a, there's still a long way to go. But yeah. And it's vital to Cavan don't take a slip up before that. You know, that it, it really is vital. And I think Mickey Graham's point after the game... Um, with, with Mickey Brennan where he said seven points saw us relegated the last um or in in twenty twenty one wasn't it? So he he he's he's making that point. We're at six points now at the minute. That it doesn't guarantee you anything at this stage. You've got to go and win the next game. I think that's that's vital. But we've run out of time. Um, it was actually thanks. it was actually six points. Uh, just to correct that, yeah, uh, Mickey did say seven, but it was actually six points. That oh, Calvin, right. Calvin went down on back then, yeah. I heard he said seven a couple of times. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, hope he didn't bust the bubble there. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. Best of luck to all of the Calvin teams taking the field at the weekend, and we'll be bringing you the results and reaction on next week's podcast.